Hey friends, it's uh, John Jay here out on another One Block Talk. We are in the second of a set of talks about Jesus Christ. Uh, we've been in the middle of these discussions, these conversations about uh, these big kind of buckets of theology and orthodoxy, doctrine of beliefs inside of Christianity. And all of these are some personal work I'm doing for um, an ordination recognition locally. Looked at a bunch of conversations about God, and now we are in the middle of a set about Jesus Christ. Last week, last time we talked about the name Jesus Christ. Today I want to talk about why there are four stories in uh, our Bible, in the New Testament, and the... what we would call the canon of scripture, why there are four different stories. And this is one of those points that uh, folks who have some trouble with the truth claims inside of Christianity, uh, they'll point to contradictions in these different stories as a way of like disproving the legitimacy of any kind of foundational belief in Jesus Christ as kind of force of God at work in the world. So as a reminder, the four books about Jesus inside the Bible are the Gospels. The Gospels meaning good news or euangelion in the Greek. Uh, Those are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now each of these are uh, given the name of an author that would have been very close to Jesus during his lifetime. However, we know that these were written a, a long time after Jesus died. And so really what these gospels mean are these are the communities that have arisen within those figures. So like there's a a community that kind of is birthed around Matthew's memory, uh, the stories that Matthew would have told. And over time, this community puts together uh, the story and this picture of Jesus that they resonate with. And the same with Mark and with Luke and with John. Now, the first three, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are known as the synoptic gospels, in part because they all have some kind of like relationship in their origins. Likely, Mark was first and it was written first. Mark is written very uh, like terse, tersely, very few words. The Greek is uh, somewhat rudimentary. The concepts have a little bit less development to them. And then it seems like uh, Matthew and Luke both probably had a working copy of Mark's gospel and were using that, that copy to sort of what we would say like improvise on the tradition like a jazz musician would do. John is an outlier of the four because it seems to have some really uh, well-developed theology in it. If you read those first three, you'll you'll have a sense that like the tone, tenor, urgency, pacing of the books uh, are similar. But when you read John, there is something about it that feels like really poetic and uh, highly developed Greek and highly developed theology. And so that's what's happening in those four. Now, n- not all four agree in everything. In fact, there are books you can buy, and if you're in, it's like if you go to seminary or theology school, you'll you'll find these books that will take one story and they'll take that story and they'll lay it on top of itself almost like four transparency sheets and they'll highlight all the different areas of disagreement all the things that would be like narrative inconsistencies and there are different ways to read those inconsistencies if you're the kind of person that craves a really pure perfect analytical understanding of history, uh, then you will get frustrated with the way that the Gospels tell the story of Jesus from different perspectives. However, if you're the kind of person who knows 
a little bit more about like narrative development and the way that memory works inside your own person and in communities, these contradictions will actually emerge as a, a better, fuller understanding of an event that has taken place that is in a lot of ways beyond language. Like if you've ever had a thing happen to you or a group of your friends that is just insane, like uh, good or bad, right? So say that you and a group of friends find a duffel bag full of like $100,000. Well, give it a year and ask those same friends in a year what happened on that day when you found that duffel bag. And I promise you, each of them will tell a slightly different version of the story. Each one will tell a version of the story where they found the bag and then showed the bag to their friends. Uh, Depending on what you decided to do with all of that money, they will tell a different version of that story. And this doesn't mean that any of them are lying. What it means is they are attesting to history in a way that memory has begun to kind of shift and create meaning around what has happened. The same thing happened to me when I was a kid and a friend of mine and I got in trouble for something like some kind of mischievous action when I was 11 or 12. I think we were trying to throw a rock through a window. And I remember as we were telling the story of what happened to our parents, um, we each told a slightly different story and we got in a ton of trouble because our stories didn't match up. But I honestly wasn't trying to lie and neither was he. We just remembered it slightly different. Uh, That is a lot of what's happening in the Gospels is you have this event that has happened. Uh, This person known as Jesus the Christ who's shown up, these communities identify him as the long-awaited Messiah. He is killed by the authorities in a really violent and graphic death, and all of the wind is let out of their sails, like deep, deep depression and anxiety in the communities that followed him. And then they each tell the story about this leader, this teacher of theirs, who doesn't stay dead, but in instead raises from the dead after three days. Uh, If that is a thing that happened in history and you and your friends witnessed it, uh, I mean, take the duffel bag of $100,000 and then multiply it by, you know, a thousand, a hundred thousand, and you start to get at the insanity of what has happened. Now imagine trying to tell that story with any kind of consistency. Even I would tell that story 10 different ways, 10 different times. That's part of what's happening in the gospel narratives is each of them are attesting to history within their memory. And that creates its own kind of fluidity of meaning applicable to both the context and to the communities with which they were speaking. Uh, It's part of why I love that we have more than one story about Jesus because it begins to color this three-dimensional multi-textural picture of who Jesus was. So I hope that that gives you some permission to read with generosity as you engage the stories of Jesus. That is enough for this one-block talk on the four Gospels of Jesus. Grace and peace, friends. We'll talk soon. Bye.